1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast uh, for Monday, August 10th. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Chris Liss. Uh, not a ton of fantasy news that's happening right now. Uh, we should have had our first round of preseason games this weekend. We did not. There will be no preseason games. So, you know, we it's a little bit of a different slant right now. But there's still stuff to talk about. And of course, we're getting you ready for your draft. So a whole lot on that angle. So we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll approach it like that. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. How it's about almost yourself? like we've talked recently, like three times. It's crazy. I it's know. amazing, yeah. But uh, in our wacky world where we are half live on the XM show, half recorded, uh, and just it is what it is. Um, okay, let's start off right away. Alvin Kamara. I want to talk about him a little bit first, Chris. Uh, there was a thing going around Twitter today uh, where he was talking about how he injured that knee uh, in the Jacksonville game last season. That was week six and he just he was never 100% after that. He's and we had a march note on that too saying he was running at 75%. He missed weeks 7 and 8. So this is kind of a reiteration of the same except for the, the latest Elias is okay, he's fine now. I think he's kind of reiterating that. That was the big point. Uh, look at, you know, what he did after that 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 point in the season. You know, he went a solid, you know, 7 weeks without a touchdown. And then he went crazy in Week 16, the Fantasy Super Bowl. If you happen to get to the Fantasy Super Bowl despite him uh, not not going off for you last year, well, then he he might have helped you win your Fantasy Super Bowl. And then if you play in a Week 17 league like the uh, Stake League, well, you benefited from that too with two more touchdowns. Uh, you know, he, the funny thing is he didn't have a single hundred yard game all season last year. But you don't always count on that with him. It's a lot of it, it's also you know you're counting a lot on receiving from him too.
2: Yeah, he actually, it's kind of crazy. He had 4.7 yards per carry on the bad leg, and he had 81 catches for the third straight year So in 14 games. Mm-hmm. So despite missing two full games and playing on a bad leg, he still had 81 catches. Secondly, he was totally efficient running the ball. So uh, he may be exaggerating the extent to which he was injured because, I mean, he obviously wasn't that injured. He was still really good. Yeah. Touchdowns are more situational. Uh, maybe they backed off him a little bit because they were worried about his, his leg, but um, he, like to the me, yards per
1: target yards per reception were down. That's might maybe where it manifested itself a little bit. Uh, yeah.
2: But the yards per carry were fine. I guess maybe his route running wasn't as smooth. Like maybe he wasn't like getting as much separation. Right. Um, yeah, that could be, he was definitely lower on a per play basis, but uh, it's not crazy though for a running back. What he did, it wasn't like so low, although usually you want to see around seven or eight yards of catch for a running back. Um, so yeah, uh, he'll probably be better, uh, but he was still pretty good. La- I mean, 14 games, he had 81 catches. That's a pace for like 90 something catches. And then, you know, he still had, even though six touchdowns disappointing, you know, if you give him two more games, it's seven touchdowns, 91 catches, 1500, 1600 yards from scrimmage total with the games he missed. And so even if you just forget about the injury, there's no real, you know, there was no real downturn last year and now that he's going to be healthier and. Um, you know, and, and not, you know, presumably slated to miss games, he's going to be a monster, but keep in mind, he got, he got hurt the last game of, he got hurt at the, or did he just sit out 2018? I can't remember if he just sat out that year in that game. Anyway, he, uh, he's a top five pick. I have him ahead of, I moved up Clyde Edwards a Hilaire a, a ton, but I didn't move him ahead of Camara.
1: Can you see the case uh, for, uh, Edwards Hilaire over Camara or, or Vice versa. Do you see the case of Camaro over Elliot? Cause I've seen that happen too, in some drafts.
2: Yes. I see Camaro over Elliot better than Edward Solera over. Camaro. I mean, the, the case for Edward Solera over Camara is the case for Edward Solera over everybody, which is basically that he's on the best offense. He's a number one guy. He's a extreme pass catcher route runner type that could get 70 catches. That He may be getting many, many looks in the red zone. Uh, so that's that. But the saints offense is pretty efficient. Also, Kamara's has done it three years straight. He's healthy now. Showed he given play while hurts. Um, so it, it just seemed like, you know, Edward Slayer may end up sharing carries with DeAndre Washington. Uh, who knows? Who knows what exactly his role is? We know what Camara's role is. We know what he'll do. Now the flip side though, is that Camara, that 171 carries or 194 carries, which I think is his baseline, About you know, I gave him 200 carries, 200 carries and a hundred targets is about what you're going to get from Camara, And I think 200 carries 100 targets is ballpark for Edward Solaire. It's not that far off. So then you're just like, which would I rather have given the same opportunity? But, A, you're not guaranteed that opportunity with Edward Solaire. And, B, as good as he was in college, Alvin Kamara is doing that in the NFL for three straight years. And he's still only 24. So I, I, I wouldn't take him over Camara.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. Uh, I haven't happened to land Camara yet, but – it's only because Elliot, you know, it's in two two consecutive leagues, he's gone ahead of Elliott. I've gotten Elliott five and four in my last two drafts. Uh, one case, Thomas went 1.3. Michael Thomas went 1.3. In the other case, Kamara went 1.3. So, you know, it, it's been one of those where I, I haven't really tried to go ahead and uh, to, to do that. But I'll tell you what, it's one of those, uh, you know, situations there, too, where I still want some Camara. I might get him in the state league. I might get him in a home league or two or, you know, or in the NFFC. I, I still uh, think I'll get a chance. Now, I, actually, state league, he, might, he, he has to go a little lower just because you know, so much of his production is incumbent on all those sweet, sweet receptions. It's a non-PPR league. In a standard league, you have to push him down. In a standard league, do you take Edwards-Holera over chimera? Uh,
2: Probably, maybe. I don't know. I have a, let's look at how a, the projections shake out.
1: Yeah, that's actually a um, good way to do it there.
2: Why not? Uh but I I don't know. I mean I I have Kamara over him in a standard. I actually have edwards slair thirteenth in a standard.
1: Yeah, he's got you're projecting him for seventy-four catches. So it's not like he, he doesn't get hurt by that too. I, I, it's more, you know, as soon as I asked the question, I was like, Oh, well, you know, Edwards-Lair, a lot of his value comes from receptions too. Uh so you know He's five not...
2: seven he's five seven two oh seven, so he has the sort of Maurice Jones drew Ray Rice. Build that they can. They can have a heavy workload. I don't know that being 207 pounds, the Chiefs are going to give him that kind of workload. They might just say, "All right, he's small. Let's give DeAndre Washington 140 or you know Darrell Williams, whoever it is, they end up choosing, and then give." And they don't run much anyway. The Chiefs.
1: Well, that's what I was so, going to say. They they don't really want to have anybody with that many carries. You know, right. things are going poorly if they're getting, you know doing that. They're just such a high potent, high passing offense. You don't want to go away from that.
2: Yeah. I, I gave Edward Solaire actually more. I, I, could, I only gave him six rushing touchdowns. I might have to give him like seven or eight. But um he's already <laughs> the problem is that but that changes everything wanna, then. And then you don't have to find a way to you know juke the stats I, I, I would I would yeah, I would have to uh reduce his perceptions. I mean 74 is quite a lot. But I mean he had fifty-five as a as a college player last year. Yeah, I have Edward Solaire. Uh, you know, right behind Kamara and ahead of all the other running backs. you know, behind Zeke and Kamara and right ahead of all the other running backs.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's something that you, uh, you know, I, in PPL. It, it, that, that's close. Uh, I noticed like it's a Derrick Henry, for instance, in a standard league would do, probably rate better than Kamara, right?
2: Almost oh, well, certainly. Let me uh, let me just pull it up. But yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, that's he and Chubb and those guys. Yeah, Henry's fourth, Chubb's fifth, Mixon's sixth, Kamara's seventh, Cook is eighth. Aaron Jones Josh Jacobs tenth, Drake eleven, Sanders twelfth, Edwards Lair thirteenth, Jonathan Taylor fourteenth.
1: Yeah, so you can see that it's uh, it's definitely uh, yeah it's definitely a, a big different b- big difference there when you're doing standard leagues. Oh, I, I sometimes think those PPR backs though get the, It's almost like the, the pendulum swings too much when I play like in the stake league that those guys get undervalued almost too much. You know, I, I think maybe uh, you, know, you you. know we always warn people hey, you got to discount them in a, in a standard scoring league. You got to discount them. I think they get discounted too much sometimes.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I think they get discounted right. I think that it's just that Kamara scored like 17 touchdowns a couple of years ago and everyone was letting him go for cheap. So it seemed like, oh, wow, Kamara plays in any league. But I think it was just because he had so many touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that that was the first item on my agenda for today. Uh, so talk about that. Evan Ingram, your guy uh, is coming off a very strong and aggressive rehab from surgery to repair the Liz Frank sprain in his left foot, which I'm always going to call a Liz Frank sprain because that's it just seems like that would be right. Uh, and it's an honor of you. Uh, he's are, are you buying into him this
2: year? Are you like, Not, okay? no, I'm a nine, which hopefully doesn't get him. Uh, behind cook gronk hunter henry and the big five i i just think he's a flat tire and liz frank is a serious injury and he's had all sorts of other soft tissue injuries i just i don't want to i don't want any part of him
1: yeah okay I, i and i don't either i I want him. I want you know. I I I want. Uh, I'd have to take a pretty bigger a bigger discount. I would take Hawkinson over him. You have him at ten. I'd take Gesicki over him too. I think Ingram would have to be down in like the Higby Hurst range for me before I start looking at him.
2: Yeah, the truth is, the difference between tight ends, I want to say nine and sixteen or seven or eighteen, is like literally. 10 yards receiving, no, I mean, they're so packed in that they're all just a crap. You take whoever on that list, you, you know, wait a round or two and then take whoever on that list you want. Um, I don't really care about those guys. And Ingram's definitely in the, yeah, sure. If he stays healthy, he would be really good, but I just think it's been too long. I mean, when's it coming? And I was like, when are you going to stay healthy? I'm not going to bet. on it going to be this random year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and it's funny, though, is ADP in the online championship from, again, from August 1st on, uh, he's tight end seven. But you're yeah, right. I, I don't see it. You know, Grunk, give me
2: Gronk and give me Jared Cook
1: for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, and it's it's tight, you know, because like Higby actually is six and he's 83.3. Angram's 86.2. Hayden Hurst is eight at 89.6. Gronk's
2: not is all the way down at eleven. Uh I don't get that. I don't get why he's that low. Yeah, I mean Gronk's thirty-one, which is not old for a tight end at all. And he's the best tight end of all time. He's paired with this quarterback who knows him, so he doesn't really have to get used to anything new. And he's completely healthy right now. I mean, you want to gamble on Hunter Henry with those QBs or Evan Ingram holding up and meshing with Daniel Jones or You know, TJ Hawkinson in year two coming off a bunch of injuries himself or, you know, Gesicki in Miami or Higby after that run against weak defenses. I mean, fine. Knock yourself out. Give me the greatest tight end of all time paired with his QB completely healthy at age 31. He's only 31. That's just like almost prime age for a tight end.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, And just I mean, you just know that goal line, it's going to shift to him at the goal line. Uh, that's the thing I like. I, I've been getting him as like my second tight end in some leagues. Me too. Uh,
2: I've Got I Andrews, said, Andrews, and Gronk in that legendary zero running back league. Yeah, it's I legendary got him one forty. and
1: I was a best ball league, so maybe it's a little bit different of a a calculus there. Uh, in fact, I wonder. You know, to, you know, in a best ball, does it make sense to more push those guys down a little bit more? But yes.
2: The, the Gronk's, you know, the risk with Gronk is injury and he's just out and that's it. You get nothing and you can't replace him. The better thing, and you can only get two tight ends in your best ball really. So you, you're really in a hole. But the thing about Gronk is with the way the tight end is you can get Gronk and then you can draft John W. Smith or Noah Fant or whoever. And it might be the Fant pops and gets seven or eight touchdowns and eight, 900 yards. I mean, it could be any of these guys or Smith could pop. One of these guys will pop, but you still get one of them, and then you may as well have Gronk, who, to me, has the best chance of being a difference maker. He also has a good chance of being nothing. But this is where volatility is a positive. You're not taking Gronk in the top six or seven rounds. So you, the the downside isn't important. It's just the upside, really. Unless you're in a best ball, then the downside is important. But in a regular draft, it's just like, this guy can get you 10, 12 touchdowns and win you the league. He, he's the same guy. He took a year off because he has severe a lung, some internal bleeding or something in the Super Bowl, he was really in bad shape and he just took a year to get healthy and he's back
1: yeah uh, it, uh, I, I agree and you know you can even use him as your flex in some weeks if you have like uh, if, you, if you went Kelsey like I did and like I think you did you get Kelsey or Kittle with their I got, no, I, got, I got Mark Andrews, Andrews. Yeah. that's right I remember now uh,
2: yeah you, you can still qualify as your flex and that's still pretty good Although I got Terry McLaurin in there, so it's gonna, he's going to have to fight his way in.
1: Yeah. Point is, you have lots of alternatives, and that, that's a good thing. Um, before we move on, quick note from our friends at Dynasty Owner. If you've been looking for a new challenge, uh, and I know many of us have, many people are playing Dynasty Owner fantasy football this season. Dynasty Owner fantasy football unites the fun and excitement of a fantasy, fo- of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for die-hard fantasy football fanatics. Go to dynastyowner.com/rotowire. Leagues are forming now. That's dynastyowner.com/rotowire. We've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky. If you're like us and know better than most, Dynasty Owner gives you the platform to prove it. Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage their roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. Go to dynastyowner.com/rotowire. Validate your fantasy football skills. That's dynastyowner.com/rotowire. Dynasty Owner, start your dynasty today. All right, Chris. Uh couple other news items, and then we're going to start looking at maybe some down-ballot wide receivers, some guys that uh, maybe, you know, uh, we're not n- not in the top 40, we'll we we'll stipulate to that, sub-top 40 uh, via ADP uh, wide receivers, see who, some of the guys I like, some of the guys you like, see if you like or not. Uh, before we get that, though, uh, T.Y. Hilton, some news on him, expects to be cleared soon, downplayed his hamstring injury Monday. I know you're not fond of him, especially... Uh, may, uh, at cost, uh, although I think his cost is starting to go down too with that that hamstring injury. Uh, but I know you downgraded him after the note on that. Interesting. We had a, a floor versus ceiling discussion on him. You don't think he has a floor
2: or a ceiling? I mean, he has a floor and a ceiling, but it's a modest ceiling and not much floor. He has a good healthy floor. Like if he's completely healthy, I think he'll get you know seventy catches and nine hundred yards and. Five or six touch I mean, I think he has that floor of healthy, but okay, you're going to have to draft him in the sixth round or whatever, and that's not very good for that floor. Now, the ceiling, though, is why, why you want a player. Um, I mean, floor is a little bit of it, but by the sixth round, you want the ceiling. And I just don't see him getting more than 125, 130 targets max. And I think more likely 120 with a run first team, a quarterback without a big arm for the deep ball. Uh, and he's older, he's had some injuries. And they've got a couple young guys in Paris Campbell and, uh, and Michael Pittman who, you know, might get more work and a lot of three good running backs, great offensive line. I just don't think Hilton's going to have this gigantic role. I think he's going to, you know, he's never been a real target hog. There was one year at 155 targets when Andrew Luck was just slinging it all over the place. But for the most part, I think this is a different team now with Frank Reich and the running game. I just don't see a huge target ceiling. And then, You know, he's not a big red zone guy. So, yeah, he'll get deep. He's I don't know if he's lost a step either at age 31 or whatever he is. It's just injuries, age, volume, lack of red zone. Where's the ceiling? Yeah, Uh, the ceiling is that,
1: well, Philip Rivers has a better offensive line now, and that was what was holding him back with the Chargers. And really, he's got more than a shot put of an arm. Uh, That's a really tenuous ceiling. Uh, To hold on to there. Uh, Yeah, I I, I think that uh, it's probably, yeah, I I think it and and of course, you know, yeah, he wasn't hurt a lot in the past, but he was younger, too. You know, maybe he played through injuries. And in fact, I know he played through injuries. I remember reading the notes on him in the past and he just can't do that anymore. He,
2: He weighs 183 pounds. I mean, it's just it's just he's he's light. I mean, he's not like carrying around a lot of extra weight or anything. So that's good. But. He's not, he's just not going to be able to do heavy usage. I mean, I think he could be effective if he stays healthy and 105 targets close, you know, nine and a half yards a target close to a thousand yards, five or six touchdowns, 68 catch, you know, something like that. 66, you know, I I think that is what his job is now at age 31. I don't think he's supposed to be getting 140 targets now.
1: Yeah. um, I, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, I know we say this about every player that he's better in best ball than he would be in, you know, when you have to actually make the decision whether or not to start him. I know that's a truism, but, you know, he, you know, he he's specifically seems like that type of guy now just because of the injury factor,
2: the quarterback factor, all that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him in best ball. I, I think you like best him less, ball huh? you want. Yeah, you want health in best ball. You want Tyler Boyd. You want, you know, Stephon Diggs. You want somebody who's healthy now who's not you know coming in with a injury last year thirty one minor injury this year I, I don't think you want to mess with that best ball the thing that kills best ball leagues is just is not showing up this is attrition yeah yeah that's true that is absolutely true you need some yeah when, when I did the research a lot of the guys that you know the most valuable guys were usually running backs and tight ends you know mm-hmm. the most biggest profitable guys and I realized it's just because those positions have more attrition so whoever survived ended up being incredibly valuable because the baseline in basketball is so low. You can't make any moves. So, you know, there were zeros taken by a lot of teams, and your guy survived, so he was just incredibly valuable. Um, and so the flip side is, like, the guys who really kill you are all just the guys who don't survive. And so you, you want to minimize. You can't predict, you know, anybody could get hurt. The most durable guy in the league could get wiped out, obviously, in one play. But guys who have pre-existing stuff are at the age where they're starting to get it. I'm, I think Hilton is still when healthy, still a really good player, but it's a year too early, not a year too late. And I don't even see, it was like Frank Gore. I kept trying to get out of Frank Gore. Cause what's the point? He's, he's old. He's going to fall off the cliff and he never really did fall off the cliff, but I never regretted not taking him and Hilton's not quite there yet, but you get to the stage where the ceiling is like, okay, well, I was wrong about Frank Gore, but so what? Right.
1: Right. Uh, there are, there were weeks where Frank Gore could help you in best ball just because just merely being there. Uh, the fact that he became durable Fred.
2: I, I mean regular. I just mean regular. Yeah, yeah, Irregular sure. When yeah, when you, you, you never want to choose basketball. to start him. I agree. And, and, and best ball such a separate conversation. I, I just, just because say,
1: I'm doing best ball drafts right now, I, I guess yeah. my mind's wired towards that right now.
2: No, I mean it's a valid conversation. I'm just saying it's just so separate like from everything kind of changes a little bit because the, you're – I mean you're, you're just – you're worried about a different thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, uh,
1: another news item I know here's another wide receiver you're not fond of. A.J. Green, off-season uh, training, was focused on injury prevention and strengthening his feet and ankles. This is from ESPN.com's Ben Baby uh, talking about that. He really especially wanted to work on the feet and the ankles.
2: Uh, his, his left ankle is as strong as it's ever been. Sorry, well. sorry, i got I to interrupt you. This guy's name is Ben Baby? Yes, it is. He oh, you, can't, you can't, you can't be named baby. That can't be your last name. That's you can't go through life like that.
1: Maybe it's a professional if, name. I don't know.
2: I mean, it's a, a nom de plume. Anyway, go ahead. It's a, He's actually a good reporter. Uh, I mean, no. I just, what's in a name, you know? Yeah. Uh, got him in the A, front a rose door. by any other name would smell just as sweet or whatever the, the line is. Um, the name doesn't mean anything, but it's just uh, Ben baby. It's like, it's like, I thought you were saying, I, I just did a double take when you said it. Anyway, go ahead. What's the what's the update on AJ Green?
1: Uh so he's just saying he's in you know, it's the presumable it's the proverbial best shape of his life is working on getting uh you know, working on injury prevention this offseason, working on strengthening his ankle, uh, ankle is what ruined his season last year. Uh he so I know that doesn't really change I, I you know, you can't change a ranking right now based on that. And the problem is you're really gonna Anything you change your ranking on that, that's a real problem with this run-up is it's flimsy evidence that we deal with all the time in training camp and the preseason. It's flimsier than ever now. It's almost going to be entirely hearsay, Chris.
2: Right, His personal trainer is like, look at the great job I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, of course he's going to think that. He's not going to say, well, we've really failed as a team, AJ and I. We just haven't really been able to build up his ankle to sufficient strength. So we're hoping it holds up. I put some duct tape on it. And, uh, but really, you know, you want to draft T Higgins this uh, year. No, I mean, so who knows, right? I mean, I would be like, Oh, that's good news. I guess they're coming out and saying it. They probably if it was the opposite. They just wouldn't say much and might be on the pup list. So this is good news, but it's not just the ankles or the toe that he had or whatever. It's just, he's 32 years old. He's six foot four. He's missed a lot of time during to injuries the last few years. It's just, I'm betting against it. Hey, I hope he's, I hope he does well. He's a great player, borderline hall of famer. Put, if you put one monster year up, you might be a hall of famer, especially the Bengals made the playoffs. But, um, I just kind of feel like, give me Darius Slayton. Give me someone on the way up.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and you, you're ranking as he, you have him at wide receiver 31 you're not that far off actually. He's wide receiver 28 in the NFPC. Boyd is 30. You go you have Boyd 30. Uh so both of you have him 30. You just flip-flop Boyd and Green basically.
2: Yeah, and you know, I have they're all in the neighborhood. It's like I'm if Green slipped a little in my particular draft, I might take a shot at him cuz he was so good, but I probably, you know, Slayton Green uh I'd take Michael Gallup. Diggs I have maybe I might have to move down. Diggs I have him 29. I just hate that Buffalo passing game so much. Keenan Allen's a weird one. I have a twenty-seven. That's kind of just I don't really want Keenan Allen this year, or last uh, year for that matter. Well, yeah, no, last year he was good, but no, but you didn't want him last year. Is my point. You I were lower in the pack last year too. I probably didn't want him, but he had a good year, at 104 catches. But okay. Rivers he, just targeted him. He had 149 targets. Yeah, I just think that he's a, you know in the Starkey I 150s, he's a target hog without the targets. Right. We don't know that they're gonna target him like that. Um, After Landry at 26, I guess we presume – I gave Keenan Allen 89 catches, so I gave him a lot of 137 targets. But anyway, around there, that's where it drops off. Then you can kind of just take your pick at Green, Hilton, Slayton, those guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, Got a report uh, uh, that I want to talk about in a second here. But before that, uh, before we get into ranking other wide receivers that are lower, uh, guys that we like, dislike, uh, a note from one of our sponsors, our friends at FanDraft, Take your league's fancy football draft to the next level with FanDraft, the online fancy football draft board. FanDraft makes your draft feel like the actual NFL draft, with features such as a streaming ticker, live draft clock, custom logos, team walk-up songs, multiple draft board displays, and more. FanDraft can be used for in-person drafts by exporting the display via projector or onto a large screen TV for the league to enjoy. It can also be used fully online, and any number of your league owners can join the draft remotely. You can perform both traditional and auction-style drafts. FanDraft also supports IDPs, rookie-only drafts, keepers, and just about any customization to meet your league's requirements. You can sign up for a free trial account at FanDraft.com. When you're ready to order the pro account, make sure to use promo code ROTOPOD15 to save 15% off your purchase. Again, that's FanDraft.com, and use promo code ROTOPOD15 to save 15%. Uh, Chris, we spent a little bit of time talking about uh, college uh, football and how the canceling season might affect the NFL. Here's a report that's kind of interesting. So uh, Paula Levine, I think it's Levine is how you pronounce her last name. She's an ESPN investigative reporter. Uh, she tweeted out that there's a heart issue linked to COVID-19 uh, that fuels some of this Power 5 concern. Uh, Medical sources say at least five athletes in the Big Ten and other athletes in other Power Five conferences have been found to have post-COVID heart issues, much like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in baseball. And it makes me wonder, you know, we're talking about in football, first of all, a lot more players, right? Secondly, already dealing with bigger players. And, you know, size is a big function. And we've seen football players in the past have some heart issues, whether it's in, in, in extreme heat or traveling to uh, Denver for games, you know things like that, things of that nature. You know that's that's actually kind of a thing that might be, you know, one of the things that we don't know enough about, but that, that could be a real problem in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are NFL players are not, you know, it's one thing to be super strong or super fast or powerful, but that's not the same thing as health, right? Like if you're a six seven, three hundred thirty five pound man who. It's qualified to play left tackle in the NFL. You're incredibly agile and strong and all that, but you're going to bet on a guy who's 5'10", 165, who, you know, is in good shape, to, you know, in a longevity contest against someone who's 6'7", 3. you know. I mean, that's it's just it's just way more taxing on your heart, on your lungs, on your organs to be that big, and to be working that hard in an NFL field. So um i think i think some of those guys are probably more susceptible than say like maybe the 7 footers in the nba would be comparable also um you know the smaller guys not not so much and you know baseball it's more normal sized people so it might be it might be an issue i mean it might be an, an extra concern um you know it's myocarditis is the inflammation of the heart muscle and i guess five big 10 athletes and some other athletes reportedly Um, Have it, and I guess it's it's caused by a viral infection, and sometimes it's the cold or the flu. So you can get it anyway um, from something else, not just COVID, but COVID apparently also uh, also triggers it, and maybe at a higher rate. So right, it's it's obviously an issue.
1: Got some breaking news for
2: you before uh, we go into wide receivers. Super annoying.
1: Yeah, super annoying. The great Lamar Miller. Has it reached an agreement with the Pats on a one-year deal pending a physical? We spent all this time talking about the Pats run, uh, backfield uh, in taping the XM show for tomorrow. And, of course, this happens after that. So uh, we'll have to amend that a little bit somehow during the show tomorrow. But when our live hour, although, I mean, how much do we really have to change? He's
2: yet another. Well, I said it was one of the messiest things of all time. They're going to be like, you're not even talking about Lamar Miller. Yeah. They're like Yeah, because it was right before it broke. Yeah. It's so funny. It wasn't, that, actually, it wasn't messy enough. We had to kind so of. So I changed Lamar Miller's projection today, believe it or not, because okay. I do the projections before the season. And I just, you know, free agents just get projected like they could sign, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was just today I went through, I was just going through the projections, you know, every day. I just, not every day, but like, you know, at least once or twice a week this time of year, a few times. Not just making changes when something happens, I'll just look them over and just kind of adjust them. And I'm like all the free agents that hadn't signed. I'm like, if these guys, if Lamar Miller, who didn't even play last year, hasn't signed by now, you know, you can't draft him. He's so I moved him all the way toward the bottom of the list. And of course, right after I do that, he actually signs with the team. Yeah. Well, it, it, doesn't that kind of
1: suggest, though, that they're really concerned about Sonny Michel? That, that that to me, it, no, you know, he's think, already on the pup for, list. And now no, think, maybe they think that it's going to be longer for him to return.
2: I think it's their concern about Damien Harris. I think it bodes worse for him because Sonny Michelle's hurt. So, you know, it's like, okay, they know that situation, but like Damon Harris would be the next in line to step up and be the guy. But, and they didn't give him any chance last year. And now they got to sign someone else too. I don't know. I guess it's bad for both.
1: Yeah, it is. it It is bad uh, I, I, for them, but I, you know, and it's also bad. Devonte Freeman still f- can't find a job anywhere, although maybe he just, didn't want to go there. I don't know. I mean, who knows with these sort of things, but uh, they might not have reached out to him. He might have said, no, thanks. You know, I want to f- wait. I'm going to wait it out until there's a job that's open or something. I don't know. Uh, but he's still unsigned. He, I've, you know what I, I was saying the other day that, he, that Freeman was like the only major running back unsigned. I, for, I completely forgot about Lamar Miller. Uh, but,
2: well, no, you didn't forget. He was the only major running back. Yeah, yeah. Unsigned. I still could be right. Yes, exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, that that's one more thing to,
1: you know, you know, one more complication for the Pats. All right, let's talk the wide receivers now. I'm going to go on the basis of the NFBC, NFFC, uh, ADP outside the top forty, uh, and that's based off through uh, August first on uh, just in the online championships. So twelve team leagues is what I'm looking at here, and look at some of the guys. And you know, I'm not going to mention every guy here. But when we're looking to get that third, for you know, four, third receiver, fourth receiver, you know, or flex, or a guy that we're looking for upside, you're trying to. First of all, when you're trying to look in this sort of range, what type of profile are you looking for?
2: Uh, just somebody who, if somebody, you know, two things. One is if, if basically if there's a role change, this person could be monstrous.
1: Yeah okay well the first one i'm going to bring up i'm putting on a T for you because i already know that you like him because you've got him rated like 20 spots higher than his adp uh i like him too chris harris who i did a podcast with last week likes him also mike
2: williams on the chargers His adp is 52 yeah i have a 34 maybe that's i'll regress it a little bit but mike williams had 10 touchdowns two years ago mm-hmm. on 66 targets which is just a freak thing to do. And then last year regressed all the way to two touchdowns, but he led the NFL with eight 40 yard catches on like 80 targets or something like that. Like he had way, he had more 40 yard catches than the elite speed than Julio Jones or the elite speedsters of the NFL. Um, and he did that on less than hundred targets. This guy was hurt his first year. He was like the ninth overall pick as a rookie or the seventh overall pick actually. It's hurt his first year. And since then, all he's done is be a total efficiency monster, despite having to go up for jump balls, not even have like passes thrown leading him. He's just going up and getting it. 50 50 balls he's coming down with. He's really good. He's a yeah. seventh overall pick and has lived up to his pedigree. He just was stuck with Keenan Allen and not getting enough targets. Now, Keenan Allen's still there. Eckler's still there. But it may be a pretty narrow tree. Those two and Eckler, that may be it and rivers is gone, but that may help Williams because rivers didn't have the arm to really use him as the deep threat. And then also he loved Keenan Allen and Eckler. He threw so many passes to Allen and Eckler. There was nothing left for Williams. You're a new quarterback. You're Justin Herbert or even Tyron Taylor. You might think, look at this monster we have in his prime and Keenan Allen's getting a little older. Let's uh, let's make him my number one. So there's a chance that the changing of the guard helps Williams now, maybe it's just a terrible passing game. There's nothing to be had there, but um I just think I'm I'm betting on the player basically. Yeah. Uh I am too.
1: And you know, th- yeah, I, I you know, when it, being if you have Mike uh, Williams rostered, which quarterback would you prefer holds on to the job? Would you rather it be Tyler Taylor or would you rather have it Herbert?
2: Uh I really don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Uh I think you know I how 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 do you view like arm strength? I mean cuz I I asked that just because like, you know, obviously you know the quarterbacks have changed uh but Williams is still going to be the the deep guy, if you will.
2: Yeah, I mean I think he could be more than a deep guy cuz he's not Deshaun Jackson. He's a gigantic, you know, right, over right. the middle, can take the the heat. Um but he has been the deep guy because Keenan Allen's been the intermediate Keenan Allen's been the Devante Adams, Michael Thomas, that guy who runs all those sort of intermediate routes and gets all the targets. Mm-hmm. And then there's situational players around them. Eckler basically is like a slot receiver almost, right? He's getting all the short stuff. And then Williams is like the deep guy. That's how they distribute it. And, um, so you want a guy to be able to connect with the deep guy. You know, I think Herbert's got the arm. I don't really know, but I assume the rookies who aren't super mobile are going to be drafted for their arm. And then Tyrod Taylor was able to throw deep to Sammy Watkins five years ago. I don't know where he's at anymore with the arm strength, but I assume it's at least better than rivers right now. Okay. Fair enough.
1: Uh, here's, I put one on the tee of someone you like, I'm going to do the uh, same thing for you, but with the opposite, I know that you don't like this ranking, uh, and that or this, this average draft position. That's Emmanuel Sanders. Wide receiver 43 in the uh, NFFC uh, in the, from August 1st on. I think the theory behind backing Sanders is, oh, S- Saints offense is really good. He's an efficient wide receiver.
2: But why don't you like Emmanuel Sanders at that point? Because the Saints are very narrow. Like They, they go to Cook, they go to Thomas, and they go to Camara. Nobody else gets targets. So – Thomas may yield; you know, he won't get 185 anymore, but Cook will get more. He got more in the second half than the first half. Kamara was banged up, missed a couple of games. I just don't see room for another even 90 target guy in there. They're they're a run first team now. They used to be a pass heavy team. Say they throw the ball 515 times, which is more than last year, I think. You know, you get 160 targets for Thomas. You get 100 targets for Kamara. You're at 260. You get, you know, 100 targets for Cook, at 360. And now you've got, you know, 155 targets for everybody else. Taysom Hill, the fullback they throw to, uh, Traquan Smith. Those scrubs are going to get another 60, 70, 80 targets. The backup tight end, you know, Josh Hill or whoever it is. Um, I think Sanders gets about 75, 80 targets. He's 33, 34. I think he's 34 years old now. So I, I'm just like, in a run-heavy team, I don't know. I just don't see where he gets now. If someone gets hurt, maybe he has a monster year, but I don't know, man. He's, he's what What he's now. He's 33. He turned 33 in March. Okay. Uh, I think he'll still be effective in like a possession. Yeah. He'll be good. He's a good player still, but I think he'll get like 88 targets. And like, what do I have him projected for? Um, I'm, oh, I, I, I gave him 85 targets, 53 catches, 733 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, uh,
1: that, that's definitely not going to be worth uh, wide receiver 43, though. That's for sure. Uh,
2: in a PPR league, you've got him at 68. Uh, just, as, I, I just And I just don't see the ceiling, really. I guess if Michael Thomas gets hurt, there's some ceiling there. But that's it. Okay. New team without the receiver switching teams, without the off-season too, isn't great. No, probably not.
1: Okay, what about the Giants? This is you, right in your backyard. Which of the three wide receivers do you like best? Which of the three do you like least?
2: I like Slayton the best. He's the youngest. He's the fastest. He you know has the most growth potential, and he's already really good as a rookie. Year two, Daniel Jones could be good. I have Golden Tate second. He's kind of a rock. doesn't really get hurt. He's good after the catch. Tough guy. will run a lot of short routes. And Then I got Shepard just four spots below Tate had the concussions. He's all right. He's a, he's a quality route runner and decent player with average speed, he's just average shepherd. He's competent, nothing special.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not that you're a little below on Tate and Shepard. You're definitely above on Slayton. You've got, uh, in PPR leagues, you've got Slayton at 33. He's 41. I mean, it's not at that level. That's not like earth shattering right. difference. Not that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh You've got Tate at 53 and Shepard at 47. Uh, it goes Shepard uh, or 57, excuse me. Uh, and the NFFC, it's Shepard 47 and Tate 54. So you're all you're in the neighborhood on all three of those. It's just there's not much separation. It's very rare that three receivers are all that compact in value. Usually there's one that stands out and then, then there's a grouping of two others later. But here it's kind of that they're they're relatively evenly dispersed between the three.
2: Yeah, but again, like you I think the projections would be kind of similar for all three, because they're all gonna get targets and those other guys are more established. But it's a new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator, second year QB, who was a rookie along with Slayton last year. Why are we relying on Shepard and Tate from the old regime, basically? Um I mean I guess Tate was brought in by gentleman at least, but Shepard wasn't. Um so it's like what why, I don't know why people are just assuming that, I mean, just go with the guy who looks really good. He's got four, three, nine speed was excellent as a rookie, despite playing with Eli and, and Jones and coming in for a second year where a lot of guys take a leap. It just seems like, why wouldn't you gamble on a guy? Maybe Slayton becomes a, a star in the league. Maybe he's a 11 touchdown, 1200 yard guy. You know, we we're pretty sure shepherd is not that and Tate's too old. Yeah. Uh, you
1: you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, th- th- there's not much to separate them. Um, yeah, I, you know the funny thing about Tate is I just every time I when he's healthy, I think he's so good in the open field. He's so good at making those little cuts. I think he, but he's not like a physically dominant guy. And I think that's the problem too is he breaks down a little bit more. But then of course, so did Shepard last year. So so Tate's healthy. Tate's
2: really durable. It's, he's
1: he was Didn't suspended he was a bunch last
2: of time year? last year. Suspended. Oh, it's just suspended real yeah. man. Real man doesn't get hurt. He gets suspended. Well, the, the thing is, no, he's tough, but he catches really short passes. His a dot is really low. Yeah. So he's almost like a running back catching the ball out of the backfield. He's great after the catch, because when you catch the ball in the backfield, you usually have five yards before first contact, right? So it's, it's easy to get yards after the catch when you catch it, but he's good at breaking tackles and he's tough. He did have but. a foot injury last year, though.
1: He did miss a game because of it, uh, an injury, though.
2: He missed a game then, I guess, but he is is most of his games were four game suspension. So whatever he had, subtract four from it.
1: Yeah, had a foot and had a concussion last year. That was the other thing. But yeah, he missed the start of the season due to the suspension. of Those first four games, you're right about that. All right.
2: Yep. So. But he's never. I mean, look at his career. 16. He had 11 his rookie year in Seattle. They went 16, 15, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 15, and then he missed in 15. If you count this, you know, he's only missed two games. His entire career.
1: In 2018, he didn't miss a game either. Remember, he had two bye weeks.
2: All right. So he only missed two games, right? One in 2012. Well, actually, his rookie year, he missed some games. I don't know if he missed games or he just didn't get a shot when he was 21 in 2010. Right. Right on. Um, Okay. Uh,
1: Quick note before we move on to some of these other layers, and we'll go down another layer here next. Uh, But first, from our friends at AutoNew, AutoNew Fantasy Football lets you build your fantasy football dynasty like a real GM. It's better fantasy football auction based deep rosters and college player prospects stash the next rookie of the year while he's still tearing up Saturdays in 2021 trade for superstars to make a championship push, develop a team over multiple years, play against the best fantasy football competition on the internet. Visit auto com today. That's O T T O N E U.com. Chris, uh, let's talk a, a little bit lower here. Uh, let's d- dig a little deeper here on, on your, uh, you know, we're trying to find some late round upside here, Let's say after pick 60. So you're really kind of you're just you're looking for some skills. Basically, at this point, you're looking to see, OK, if I squint, one of the, you know, who who can I uh, grab that might be someone that jumps out at me? I'm going to give you you know four names. You tell me which guy you like the best. Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazard, Nikhil Harry or Robbie Anderson.
2: Give me Nikhil Harry of those four. I just don't like it's not that I love Nikhil Harry. I think Nikhil is an unknown. And I'd rather go with the unknown than Samuel, who kind of had a shot, hasn't ever done much. And you got this, you know, quarterback that I don't think's going to do many favors in DJ Moore and McCaffrey there. You got Robbie Anderson who's in that same boat um with you know two you know, McCaffrey and DJ Moore are the stars. So you're gonna be third fiddle at best in a Teddy Bridgewater offense, and then uh, who was the other one? that I, Oh, Lazard. He just seems like, you know, just like a big. Sl- he's not. I guess he's not even that slow for his size. He's kind of fast for his size, but just kind of not that great at football. Just a big dude. Yeah. Who Roger seems to like, and uh, you know, no pedigree really. I don't know. He, he's okay, but I, I just I don't have high hopes for him. I understand that. Um,
1: I, I can get behind that. Uh, with the case of Anderson, to me, he's still the same guy he was last year. You know, with the Jets, that you know he's not going to be a big target hog, but he can break a game open. I don't think the skills have changed at all. And I, you know, maybe it's because he's a third, but I think he's better than Curtis Samuel. I think he's a better player. I think it, would, it wouldn't be much for him to be the second wide receiver in that offense. And if that's the case, does that
2: change anything a little bit? Not really. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's he's a deep guy and Teddy Bridgewater has never thrown the deep ball. He's always been a dink and dunk guy from Minnesota when they were running it behind with Peterson to the saints last year, it was dink and dunk to Thomas and Camara. Maybe he's got it in him. It's kind of a small guy for a quarterback though. He doesn't never really known for his arm and I just don't see it. I mean, maybe if the the defense is as bad as it might be, then they're chucking the ball over the place, and Anderson, who is a good player, I agree, has a shot. But um, you got McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and those are going to be the easy looks. And Ian Thomas has showed some promise as a tight end, so maybe he gets looks. And then it's Curtis Samuel and Anderson kind of competing for what's left over. And just don't see a lot of ceiling. I don't see a ton of targets. They paid him. I mean, I guess they intend to use him. Yeah, I'll take Nikhil Harry just. Someone's got to get targets and I think Edelman may be done and Sanu may maybe done. You know, M- Nikhil Harry was a first round pick. We we really didn't see anything last year. We don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: We saw so. at the end of the season, we saw him driving Brady crazy going the wrong route on some plays. Uh you could see Brady going crazy on the sidelines
2: with that. But uh, Brady and Rogers are like little bitches a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you no know, to be great. it's like every little thing. It's like, oh, I can't trust anyone but Devontae Adams. Oh, I can't trust anybody. You know, it's just like just get over it, man. You know, these young guys, they make mistakes. Like I get it. If they're like egregiously bad and they're pros and they're, you know, they're getting paid. It's not like, you know, it's not like a pickup game I mean it's real professional football, but you know, the young guys are going to make a couple of mistakes, get over it, throw them the ball, encourage them, get them involved. You know? It's not like, Oh, I can't forget it. Forget it. You know, it's like this diva mentality of like, Oh, he just, he didn't run the right route. Like forget him. I'm never throwing to him again. Right just, you know, it's just, they're little bitches, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know the truth of all of it, but like, you see like some other quarterbacks, like th- they'll spread it around to different targets. They're not always, you know, you, they don't have this problem of breaking in an extra receiver, a new guy, you know, you don't see them constantly having a, a problem. You know, they can only go with their guy. They've, I got to throw to Edelman every play, even though Edelman has 10 drops a year.
0: Right.
1: Right, right. Can't
2: make a big play. You know, it's like, just get over it, man.
1: I hear you. I hear you on that. All right. Let's look at some rookies. LaVisca Cheneaux, uh, Chenault. Chenault. Uh, I still, I need to figure that out. We don't
2: out. know. It's Chenault or Chenault. I said Chenault, but it could be Chenault. Denzel Mims or
1: Brian Edwards? Which one of those? Or, or T. Higgins. I'll, I'll throw him into that mix too. Which of those I'll, four do you like? I'll
2: go with Cheneaux, um, Chenault because I heard a little good buzz about him in camp. And I don't really see a lot of competition. I mean, Westbrook and Conley are there, but they're not very good. And DJ Chark is really good, but Chanel could benefit. You know, he could be like the 80, 90 target rookie that benefits when Chark is getting a lot of attention and hopefully they just like give him a shot right away. I think Minshew was saying what a study looks like, like just obviously a monster and Edwards. I, I like what I've read about him too, but it's just a little more crowded there. Players that might be more useful and Mims, I have no idea. The Jets, you know, it's the Jets. Yeah, I hear you. He's actually got a good, he's actually got a shot because Perriman is just a journeyman. Then, you know, what's he really done? And then Crowder's a slot guy. So Mims, if he's good, could be the number one outside guy. But the Jets, it's gaze and Darnold, and just seems very iffy to me.
1: Second year wide receivers: Hunter Renfro. Paris Campbell, Steven
2: Sims, or just those three. Give me Paris Campbell. Uh, Paris Campbell is a physical freak. Like he, he's one of the freaks of the league, and people don't realize that because he's only like, I want to say he's not that big. He's like six one or something, but he's like a four three one. So he's like I remember Mara was talking about. He's six feet. No, he's only six feet two oh five. But he ran a 4-3-1, and thing is, like guys who run a 4-3-1 are like 5-10, 185. So six feet 205 is kind of big for someone that fast. And then his shuttle time was elite. His vertical jump was 40 inches. His broad jump was 135. Those are all elite explosiveness, quickness numbers with the crazy log speed for someone who's over 200 pounds and six feet tall. He's just an athletic freak. He's almost like, you know, he's not quite Julio Jones, but he's a rare athlete. And the question about him is, does he have the football skills to go with it? And you can't really tell from last year because he was playing with Brissett and he was hurt most of the year, so just throw last year out. But if he learns something and he's there, um, you know, there's ostensibly some, there's some major upside there, especially if Hilton has got hamstring problems.
1: All right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, last category, last year's bums, either by performance or by injury. Uh, you can fill in the blank here. Alshon Jeffrey, James was- no. Washington, D.D. Westbrook, or Corey Davis?
2: And you can say none of the above. Uh, James Washington. I've drafted him in the league. Uh, Washington, second-round pick. He's in his third year. Last year, he actually was pretty good, even though Roethlisberger wasn't playing. They're three receivers that are going to get targets. It's going to be him and Deontay Johnson and Juju tight ends Ebron and McDonald to get something, but not a big deal, but there could be enough to go around for those guys. And it's not clear that Washington won't be ahead of Deontay Johnson, even though he's getting drafted a lot later. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's what I want to know. Okay. Some, some good, uh, inside the mind of Chris, uh, Chris Liss here. Some of these later wide receivers, I like Sims a lot. Uh also we we talked about him. We you were talking about Chanel. I like S- Stephen Sims because I I like what he did at the end of the year last year. I know they have you know I I, I think they have a pretty narrow tree. I I mean I love uh, scary Terry more than anything. Uh almost more than you. Uh definitely but I like Sims too. I think he has room to uh, improve also with the, this Washington team. Uh soon to be named later team hopefully but uh we'll find out. Uh, But I think he's also a guy I think I'm going to end up owning in a lot of leagues.
2: Yeah, it's weird. He is so tiny. He's like 5'10", 176. Time speed isn't good, although I saw him return a kick to the house, so he's got to be faster on the field than his time speed. Who knows? They've been buzzing about him in camp, and I think he was a little dinged up even last year. So Um, maybe he's, yeah, probably worth a shot second-year receiver that's going to get some work. Yeah, that's kind of the way I'm approaching it.
1: All right, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. We want to thank uh, all of our sponsors, uh, whether it's uh, Dynasty Owner or Fan Draft or Auto New. We appreciate your sponsorship. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we got uh, Joe and Jake, uh, and yeah, you know, please lock in and subscribe, rate and review. It really means a lot to us. Also, while you're doing it, if, uh, subscribe to Real Man Wood. Uh, Chris is separate at your own risk. At your own risk. At your own risk. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, again. Uh, Check that all out.
2: Uh, And we do thank you for listening. Don't listen to it with your kids. Don't listen to it with your kids, unless your kids are like, you know, 18. Or you're a bad parent, one of the two. Yes. Uh, Yes. But either way.
1: Uh, But thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great
2: day.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.